Welcome to Data Destinations, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of hospitality and tourism. Together, we'll journey into the research, data, and technology that is shaping this exciting and fast-paced industry. Our goal is to cultivate conversations with industry experts and thought leaders who are supporting data-driven decisions in destinations and venues. Whether you're a hospitality and tourism professional working in research, data, and technology, or you are intrigued to find out more, we're excited for you to join us on this episode of Data Destinations. Welcome to this installment of Data Destinations. I'm your host, Brooke Adamson, and I'm very excited to introduce my guest for this episode, Laura White, Senior Director of Brand Marketing and Strategy at the Charlotte Regional Visitors Authority. Laura, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me, Brooke. Like Brooke said, I am over our brand marketing and our strategic planning initiatives. I have had the pleasure of working with the CRVA for 17 years now, and I've been fortunate to have a number of different roles. So I started at the bottom and worked my way up from coordinator to specialist, uh, all different kinds of managers. I was our director of communications for eight years. I have been on the brand marketing side for over five and in this new strategic planning and brand marketing role um, just over the last year. Great. Thanks, Laura. So we were together quite a bit over the last 10 years, mostly through our work of the director's team and strategic planning, but it was enjoyable to see the collaboration and success that occurred when you took over the marketing role and partnered with Heath Dillard, the director of insights at the time on the research and data front. Can you talk a bit about the journey to live up to the organizational goal of committing to data-driven decision-making? Absolutely. We in marketing and communications really needed to be attached at the hip with what Heath was doing. And it was really having a pulse on not just how we were impacting the community um, with, you know, how we were generating visitor spending or hotel room nights, but really deep diving into ways we could analyze what we were doing in real time. And so fortunately, with a lot of our digital marketing efforts, we're able to pixel or tag display advertising or other types of advertising to really understand what those customer journey patterns look like from awareness all the way to conversion and to advocacy. And so with Heath's help, we were really able to put those systems in place and really understand how we were impacting from top to bottom, and then begin to layer in other areas of our marketing mix that could really make more of a well-rounded impact. You know, how could we get in front of our customers and really create stronger advocates being in person with brand activations? How could we conduct more meaningful prints and content partnerships with trusted media outlets? So we've really created this kind of multi-pronged 360 degree approach to our media mix, thanks to those KPIs we were able to put in place. Great. I know from a business support side, you know, I came from the business analyst uh, background. Uh, Heath came from, you know, supporting from a research and, and business insights side. So it's really great to hear the impact that the research data and, and technology can have on those doing the work, right? Sometimes we'll talk about in business support services, how it's, you know, that we're not the ones out there generating revenue. We're not the ones in front of the customer. We're not the client facing or the marketing. And so it really is always interesting to hear kind of that end result of what happens when the research and the data and the technology that 
that businesses need to be successful gets in the, in the right hands and really can start to see that take off. And, and so we talked a, a little bit about strategy. And, and I know that I kind of talked in my intro that you can't have a good research data and technology platform and supporting those efforts around the organization without a good strategy that focuses on supporting those those areas. And so we found that strategy can be a great catalyst for alignment and providing teams with just a good picture of how um, each person will individually impact the success of the work that you're doing. And, And I hope I remembered to share the feedback that I've heard from your team over the years regarding your leadership on cascading organizations strategic plans down to the individual team member level and all the other layers in between. And really that piece of how research and data has helped to both point out where plans needed to shift and to kind of record those successes. Um, so can you talk about this strategic re- approach and and how you really leveraged it with your team to help them get a clear picture of what the department was going to do? Well, that is such a huge compliment, Brooke, just that you even remember that. So thank you so much. But yes, I am uh, I am one of those types of individuals who really needs to dot connect the why with the how we do it. And so really taking strategy from that top line approach and our mission and vision, and then taking our strategic initiatives and then starting to dissect them into how are we impacting those strategic initiatives on a departmental level. And so that is exactly what our team would do on an annual basis from the beginning of the fiscal year is really take the strategic initiatives and then create marketing initiatives within those that laddered up and create accountability. So who was on first to you know, be driving some of the digital experience enhancements that were going to be pivotal parts of the campaign? Um, so those types of initiatives. And then really create timelines and KPIs that could help us measure that. And so as a team, we would really get together on a quarterly basis, we still do, um, to review success because it's sometimes really hard when you have a full plate to look back in the rear view mirror and evaluate that performance so you can shift future performance. But really allowing us to look back in that rear view mirror and celebrate a little bit as well has been such a motivation for the team. Plus, they get the benefit of seeing how they ladder up to strategy at the end of the day, which is so critically important. And we're in the mix right now on strategy 3.0, our latest generation of strategy. And when we get to the point of what we call operationalizing strategy, which is rolling it out to the larger organization, we really want to try to take a similar approach, which is really hard on a larger scale because our uh, diversity of departments within the CRVA is so vast. But one of the things we're going to start doing in our next all team meeting is asking our employees to create their own personal strategy positioning statement, which sounds like a bunch of jargon, but essentially it's, I am so-and-so, I impact this in the organization, X, Y, Z, and I do this because, and giving them the vision and mission to really use as that jumping off point to fill in the blanks there. But it really starts with getting people to understand their why and what they're doing every day and how that ladders up to the greater impact, which I like to think those quarterly meetings have really helped along the way and our own personal team. I just love it. The last role that I had was the director of 
culture and business systems. And it was really that kind of mirroring of culture and strategy along with what I did from a technical perspective. And, and that just gave me goosebumps because I just, I just love hearing that. Um, it's, it's also really, um, it's interesting how you can see the intersections of other areas of different business um, aspects and uh, use cases in a business analysis standpoint is, is kind of similar, except you would, you would take it from like, how does a user use technology? I am a catering sales manager and I need to communicate my BEOs to my client. So I have to run a report um, or whatever, you know, and it's interesting of um, how now that you can use that same methodology at a kind of from a strategic standpoint, just really interesting. I I love that idea and I can't wait to hear um, how that how that kind of uh, takes off with the team. How are you going to collect all that? And so people can see those stories across the organization. It's a really good question. And I'm so glad you're as excited as I am, as I would expect you to be. You love this stuff, um, which is so awesome. And so I think what we're hoping to do is uh, allow that conversation to happen at individual tables during team meeting and use um, kind of a, a interactive digital platform where you can kind of create those word clouds or um, collect the the kind of crowdsourced information via text um, to be able to capture those. I mean, um, at the end of the day, we want to, to have a good understanding of what those kind of individual positioning statements, it's almost kind of like your own personal elevator pitch of why you work at the Charlotte Regional Visitors Authority and how it connects to strategy. Um, so we want that information and we want to use that moving forward with strategy. Uh, we think it can be something that really continues to instill pride um, and you know how we can visually represent it later on, graphically represent it later on. On, so people really see themselves in that, you know, overall strategy picture for 3.0 and take some pride in, in how they impact it. Yeah, I love it. I'm really excited to see how that turns out. And I think, you know, that mix of culture, strategy, business planning, right, across the organization from sales and marketing and communications and operations and uh, all the different venues it's always so interesting of the CRVA and how those kind of interplay together to drive the success of the organization and how complicated, or I guess the better word is complex, right? Not necessarily complicated, but how complex all that is from both a strategy and culture and business planning standpoint. And and I know that strategy has really helped focus that alignment and really help everyone kind of see that the organization, each in, each individual business unit, but also each individual person, right, it, it, that the organization is greater than just the sum of those parts. And um, and I just love seeing things like this come together. So the CRVA and, the, and specifically the marketing and communications team, I think has seen just really great successes staying in front of customers and partners throughout the pandemic. And that continued through this last year. And, you know, not sure how much of this is public, but, you know, record-breaking venue performance performance, uh, continued success on balanced scorecard measures, uh, continued growth in the capacity of brand marketing. Um, and it suggests, you know, kind of that focusing on the data-driven decisions is and how important it is for your team, but also for those external relationships. And can you s- share a little bit about how having, you know, research or those specific metrics in your back pocket um, can help improve board relations and communicate the impact that marketing um, was having on the destination uh, to other stakeholders? Yes, and we can do that in spades, fortunately, with the research that we've 
implemented um, and just kind of those KPIs that we've we've really honed in on uh, to continue that kind of communication and you know confidence building in our efforts from uh, from board relations, community relations, et cetera. But you know, this past year has been really exciting. One of the tools that we use is called Adara Impact, which is you know able to really analyze what's attributable to our digital advertising. And while it just measures digital, we know it is reflective of our entire media mix that we put so much time and energy into because, you know, really marketing is all about creating that recall, that ability to remember those key messages that we're putting out there and the frequency. So how we're able to establish, you know, that commitment to memory of, of what we're trying to encourage them to do with our calls to action. And so really with this last year, what's exciting with Adara Impact is we were able to see FY22, which was our last fiscal year, where we were still battling some of the effects of COVID with the Omicron variant um, and some of that that was that was still lingering. We generated 38.5 million in hotel revenue that was attributable to our advertising and close to 230,000 room nights, which at the time was amazing for us because we really started using Adara Impact and FY21. So it was year over year growth back then, but we just closed out out our most recent fiscal year ending in June, which was FY23. And we saw a 42% per, year over year growth with 54.8 million in hotel revenue and 265,000 room nights generated. So what's really fantastic when you look at those numbers, because you kind of wonder how, how does that impact the overall market share? Because, um, you know, 42% increase year over year is great. But when we look at Mecklenburg County and just weekend related hotel revenue, which is what our goal is to influence at the end of the day, we influenced 18% of that market share with our advertising efforts. And that's an increase of about four and a half percent over last year. So it's great to see that, you know, and we are seeing some strong economic indicators over the last year and the sentiment to travel is high. So all of that plays into it as well. But it's great to see when you have tools like Adara Impact, how you can really correlate what we're doing and how we're performing. And when we look at our website traffic as well, we can see that we were generating record highs and website traffic to 350,000 sessions a month over the last five months of the fiscal year. So all of that really kind of reinforces that the data is telling the right story. Um, and then we can layer in other KPIs like our uh, advertising ROI study when we conduct that one and our advertising perception study, which we are just finishing up now. Great. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that success. It really is great news to, to see all those numbers. When you when you think back a little bit, you know, you talked about the journey and, and kind of the growth of kind of the organization over the past 10, well, you know, you've been there 17 years, I've, I was there 10, kind of thinking about those steps that, that the organization took and then your department specifically took. What advice might you have for someone who's kind of looking at all these pieces, right? There's, you go to Destinations International and you walk the, the exhibit floor and there is vendor after vendor trying to sell you data or ways 
ways to manage your data or ways to to try to get some type of you know solution for you to to aggregate something or see something in a, in a new way and it's it can be very confusing for someone who doesn't have kind of that platform of in the, the methodology of what to add and where to look and what to focus on can you talk a little bit about maybe what your advice might be to someone who's kind of looking at that landscape and saying I don't know where to start that is such a great question. And I know I had asked myself that so many questions <laughs> so many times when I moved into this role. And, you know, I think fortunately, because of great allies like yourself, Brooke, and also with Keith, we, you know, we had a lot of the research in place with some of the initial brand building that was happening. So we had launched the place brand in 2018, which was a revamp of, of where we were creatively speaking and brand speaking. And so from there, it was really just building on the good work that had been done by our CMCO and, and others, and really starting to diversify the media mix based on the numbers and perception and sentiment we were seeing. And so, you know, we added a little bit at a time. You cannot take a shotgun approach to this type of type of brand work and, and, and just marketing efforts in general and try to be all things to all people. You know, we really had the core data that said Charlotte is a getaway destination, um, mainly on the weekends. Party size is roughly 2.5 people, which means they're leaving the kiddos at home. Demos were ages 25 to 54, and we stuck with that. So we knew we were a sophisticated urban destination that people wanted to experience the amount of events that we have going on at all times, the culinary assets that continue to add to the destination, the one-of-a-kind attractions that we have here. And so we did not try to change our stripes, if you will. We really stuck to that core data to really build and enhance the marketing strategy overall. Yeah, such great advice, because I think it's it's also true, even from a technology or, or data standpoint as well, is that, you know, I've, I've said before, if if you put technology on a bad process, you just have an automated bad process. And so there is some work you have to do, some groundwork to figure out what type of organization you are and and what are you trying to accomplish and do the work of the strategy to to really get a very clear picture on what you're trying to accomplish and, and what direction direction you want to go but really thinking about you know being uh leveraging the strategy and, and those other elements of the methodology to get piece by piece and knowing who you are as an organization knowing your capacity at the time and that if you purchase a, a large set of data or a large set of research and you don't have someone that's able to synthesize it and communicate it and help teams understand how they can use that data um, or technology then you're just going to find that two years later you're still paying the bill but you're looking backward and saying what value did we get out of this? Are we really using it? And I know for myself from a technology standpoint that there were definitely times where we would do something and and it, try it, right? And sometimes you have to do that and you have to try and see what it looks like because you don't have the information to know differently. And then you see what what impact does it have? Is it going to work? Is it not? And and sometimes you find that that it didn't work and you have to go in a different direction and that the value of learning that lesson, um, it, you want to do it as cheaply as you can, but but the value is still there and it's still worth to not be so scared to get into the space of 
growing data and, and research and technology um, in an organization, but you but to make sure that you're focused on that those those beginning pieces, that culture, the strategy, the purpose first, and then you can start, as you mentioned, kind of layer things in and do things kind of slowly here and there as you as you get into it. And and it has been a journey, right? It has been ten years. We've you know to see that that kind of evolution of these pieces moving forward. Oh, exactly. I mean, every year, you know, just looking back in the rear view is, you know, it, it gets, you, you get emotional about how far you've come even and in, in what you've accomplished with, you know, such a fantastic team and so many talented individuals. And, you know, we're a DMO that is very different too. You know, we, we market and promote nine brands. And as you can imagine, that gets a little hectic and there's ever evolving and shifting priorities in that landscape too. But, you know, really kind of sticking to the plan and is is so critically important. So having those plans on paper, but also being nimble and how we adapt to some of those environmental factors is is huge for us too. Um, and so we we really want to strive to um, to stay focused on the task at hand, but but also be capable of innovating and, and adding to the plate. And I think that's what we've been able to do with some of the brand activations. You know, um, we went down and saw our buddy Keith Dillard in, in Greenville and did a Greenville restaurant takeover with chefs and mixologists last year. And we're taking that activation to uh, to Atlanta this year with seven chefs and seven mixologists. And we're also going to, to travel festivals like No Madness Fest that's happening here in a couple of weeks and taking a signature event like the Do-Rag Festival in Charlotte, which has just grown year over year and just been such a great beacon of Black culture for the Southeast and for Charlotte and, and taking that group and having an activation in place where we encourage no madness fest attendees to make their own do-rags. So, you know, we're constantly trying to innovate on what we're doing uh, beyond just traditional media, beyond just the stuff that we know that works. Yeah, those are great stories. The direction that you can go in the with the confidence of knowing what you're doing has an impact and, and is working and that the, you know, building off of, like you said, it, it's, it's not ever going in a completely different direction. It is building off of, you know, the history that Charlotte has, that the brand has, that the organization has and moving forward in a direction that, that research and data is supporting you in. And I think that that creates the confidence knowing what you're going to be able to accomplish and, and building on that success. And it's, it's great to hear. And I'm, I'm super excited for, for what's next. Thank you so much, Brooke. We are too. You, you were at the infancy with, with me and so many others and, um, it's just, it's really rewarding to see um, how, how we've been able to have an impact on organizations like the CRPA and, uh, and it's been so rewarding in terms of collaboration and the relationships you build. So I cherish ours very, very much. So speaking a little bit then on what's next and what the possibilities are in the future, I know technology growth in the destination and venue research data space has just grown significantly. As we talked about, we started some of this data audit work in 2014, and it has just uh, skyrocketed in the, in the amount of options there are and the things that people are able to tap into uh, to help leverage this and to help manage it. Um, and you mentioned uh, before when we were chatting another time that you got back from Zardicon. So can you talk a little bit about about kind of what 
what that experience was and maybe how that technology has played a role in the increased focus of data and research and, um, and maybe some thoughts on what's next. Absolutely. It was so eye-opening on so many levels. It was definitely a platform that you had been involved in launching. Um, our director of insights at the time had been involved. And I think organizationally, we were all very excited about the capabilities. But then when you actually go to an event like Zarticon, where it's all about user groups and really kind of teaching you the nuts and bolts of how to storytell with data, uh, which I think Sardico is just such a unique platform that can really kind of answer really tough questions and build substantive cases as to the why and how you do things. Um, it, it was just such a great experience. And that team is fantastic. And, you know, you talked about having the time and energy and resources to be able to invest and utilize these platforms. And I feel like with Sardico, like we we're at the tip of that iceberg, you know, we have so much work to do because it has so much great intel available between its data partners like Near and Affinity. And, you know, we have been able to really kind of look at some of that geolocation data with Near and, and it's, you know, it, it tells such rich and robust stories. So with the Mint Museum, we were able to help them with their Picasso exhibit. And it was an inaugural exhibit that uh, will now travel around the U.S. And they were really looking to understand what type of visitor they were seeing over the course of hosting that exhibit. And so with the, the help of uh, near and Zartico were able to help them tell that story of who was coming and when and how much money they were spending in the marketplace and where else they were going within Charlotte. Um, so it really gives you a, a lot of um, available data to, to help them tell a rich story. And I think it even surprised them in a lot of respects. You know, there's a lot of other geolocation data sets out there like Placer and others. But I think with the, you know, how robust Zartico has with partners like Near, it's, it's just fantastic. And so we, we, we feel like it's the Tesla that we, you know, we don't know how to drive all the way, <laughs> all the way just yet. It's, it has so many great capabilities, um, but we really look forward to building, you know, not just having one or two insights people within our organization, but having really kind of insights ambassadors within teams as well. So, you know, my senior digital experience manager is super excited to get into Zartico and really marry that with his passion for Google Analytics and, and tell even bigger stories for us. Um, but I think that's really how it, how it is at the end of the day. You know, you need to shape these data sets and your results in a story that shows impact and efficacy. And so that's that's really what we strive to do when we report out and we share this information with our board and others. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. It was just great catching up and talking about the things that you're doing and thinking about what strategy and culture, as well as the the data and technology will, you know, the impact that it will have um, on the organization moving forward. And I'm really excited to think about what's next and um, and to to hear about your successes in the future. Thank you, Brooke. It is always such a pleasure to catch up with someone who I, I feel like I came up 
through the ranks with at the CRVA. And I know we've had uh, so much time together working on strategy and working on so many other special projects. And I'm just so thrilled to see what you're doing now with this podcast and also with your consulting and just really appreciate the opportunity to share more here. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Data Destinations. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the research, data, and technology driving the hospitality and tourism industry. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with us to continue exploring the ever-changing landscape of travel and tourism by visiting Data Destinations podcast on Facebook and our website at adamsonconsultancy.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Your support helps us reach more listeners and cultivate more great conversations. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on this exciting journey. Until next time, commit to constant curiosity as we shape the future research, data, and technology landscape of our exciting industry.